Welcome to an episode of the Sports Genes Into the Lab podcast, where sports analysts and experts dissect the latest news from the NBA and NFL, giving you a unique view on some of the hottest topics around your favorite teams. From the fresh field smells of the NFL to the hardwood courts of the NBA and possibly your comfy couch for your fantasy football team. Let's see what kind of news the lab is working with today. Here's your host from the Sports Analytics Headquarters in San Antonio, Texas, Ernest Silva. All right. If I am not correct, it'd be that we are going live. So I am excited to be bringing back into the lab podcast. That's right. We are live tonight. I am at the beautiful Airbnb home studio here in San Antonio, Texas. One month left to we're in our brand new studio here in San Antonio. Very excited to have you guys joining us. I'm your favorite host, Ernest Doc E. Silva, or you can find me again at the Sport Gene. We've brought it back, people, at the Sport Gene, where you can find me and you can find this show on at Into the Lab Pod on any social network. We're excited to be joining you tonight. We have a wonderful special guest, a streamer of all streamers joining us, part of our gamer squad here at BCMG. Then, of course, two people you already recognize on your screen as well. We're going to talk NBA, NCAA, and NFL action tonight. Stay with us. We have breaking news coming out in just a moment. But first announcer, start us off right. And now, tonight's starting lineup. From the Boomtown Pod, you might have caught on Sutton and the General. You might have caught his one-on-one earlier today. Big man on campus, MMA expert, Andrew Con Sutton. What's going on, man? I feel like I've been away for a long damn time, so it feels real good to be back, man. I love ITL, love the community out here, and uh, looking forward to hearing some exciting news, some breaking news that you got for us there, Ernest. I really do have some breaking news. I do, I do. Stay tuned, that's for sure. The man, the myth, the legend, he was gone for a while. He is back, BCMG owner and founder. He is back at Seal Curtain PH, Just Paul. What's going on, boys? I have been gone a long time, Andrew. You might have felt like it, but I've been gone a long time. <laughs> I think Super Bowl Sunday was the last time I was on. So uh, definitely looking forward to it. Been a fun March Madness, ready to get into it. I am very excited to have you back on. Of course, you may not recognize him. He's a little in the distance, but trust me, he makes a big impact. That is right. That is Dale Sorensen or Blind Cruise Gaming. He's joining the stream today. Like we said, we feature a streamer and gamer every week. Blind Cruise Gaming. What's up, Dale? Not much, buddy. How's it going? I appreciate being here. Doing great. Doing great. I'm excited to have you. We've had a streamer every every week for the past couple of weeks, and it's been absolutely phenomenal. So we're excited to bring a member of the Gamer Squad on here. Um, so if you're just tuning in, this show is brought to you by Blue Collar Media Group. That is the mothership, www.bluecollarmg.com. Look for our makeover in the coming months. It's going to look fantastic. And also, we are going to feature Tally tallysite.com that is going to be our featured sponsor for tonight overall uh, we can go make those prop picks all right guys we have breaking news when it comes to the nfl breaking news when it comes to the nba and breaking news when it comes to the ncaa we're just breaking news all over the place so let's start us off right announcer ring that bell and let's meet dale round one league news and updates 
All right. If you heard the bell, you're going crazy. We don't ring an actual bell on the live show, but on the podcast, you definitely heard it. So we're excited. Let's first off and meet Dale. Dale, welcome to ITL. We're excited to have you on here. Um, if you're not familiar with our streamer segment, we feature a streamer and a gamer every week. So Dale, we'll go ahead and start off with you. Um, you know, what got you into streaming and uh, why, why, why stream what you do? Uh, reason I got into streaming was basically just because why not, you know, I, I game for fun. So I might as well see if I can, you know, entertain the masses while I go. And as if I don't say so myself, I am a pretty funny guy, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> uh, no, I just do it for fun. And, you know, mainly because I'm already playing games. I might as well just kick it on the Twitch. <laughs> now, how long have you been streaming? Uh, actually only like, uh, three or four months actually. Not very long. So three or four months, and and you have your niche. I know you're you're a COD guy. You're Call of Duty all the way. What what got you into Call of Duty? I just suck so bad at it. I try to practice and practice, but it never works out for me, man. <laughs> I'm still horrible. <laughs> when they say practice makes perfect, they were lying. <laughs> that that is hilarious. Now now Dale, you um you joined Blue Collar. I think you were one of the OGs. So you joined us back in January. You came on board. What? What made you say, yes, I want, I want to do that. I want to join that team. Uh, you know what? It was just one of those things where why, why not get branch out network and, you know, meet some new people, meet some similar people that are in the same thing that you are, you know, like um, I live in Alberta, Canada, so I don't really, I work full time. I have kids. I don't get out much. Gaming is what I do in my spare time. And then it's a nice, easy way to meet other people. And, you know, I have met so many amazing people doing this with BCMG, um, with the outreach that I've gotten. I've got so much support. I've, I've helped so many people. People have helped me. And we're just a tight knit community with BCMG and others as well. Now, you uh, not only are, uh, are a, a, a tick or a, a Twitch streamer, but you're also big on TikTok. Now that's kind of where your niche is at. So tell everybody about your TikTok and and what makes you so famous. Uh, well, I'm I'm shy of 200 followers. So if you're watching this, go follow me on TikTok. <laughs> but anyways, uh, once I get TikTok, I was just you know just bored one day, and I'm kind of an idiot. My wife always calls me an idiot all the time. So <laughs> and then uh, thanks, honey. <laughs> yeah, one day. I I, I just came up with a stupid joke of the day when I was driving because I was so bored. I had to entertain myself. And I, I, it's pretty bad when you laugh at your own joke. So I was like, I might as well do it so other people can laugh with me. So I don't look like such a crazy person. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, one, I'm not, I was, I was going to try to show it, but I, I'm not, I didn't find it in time. So I was going to show it, but you have this hilarious TikTok. If you haven't seen it, it's this girl kicks a water bottle off the boxing uh, what do you call that? Off the, uh, the, oh, the whatever. dummy one, the, the boxing dummy. And she kicks it. And all of a sudden you get hit with a water bottle while you're playing video games. I thought it was the funniest <laughs> shit. So I, you, have, you have to go, you have to go see it. Um, it's freaking hilarious. Um, but Dale, so I'm going to get, we're going to get down to those emotional questions now that we always try to do. Um, now you're not the only wow. member of your family that, that is part of the stream team, right? So, that's uh, correct your son is also a streamer with you. And what, what, what does that mean for your family that both of y'all are sponsored by blue collar? Uh, you know, it, it, it's an honor and a privilege to be with blue collar to begin with, because, you know, it's just a small family. So to choose us to be part of it together is just something even more. 
Um, my kid started streaming just a few months ago because he wasn't doing much of anything else and he wanted to do it for like years and he just never was able to. So I told him, just go for it. And then I reached out to you guys and lo and behold, he was, he's over the moon about it. Like he's pushing so hard to get affiliated. He's pushing so hard to hit his goals that Irma set for him. He's just, he's just so hard at this. And, you know, everybody strives to be that uh, great streamer, to be that uh, number one and partnered with Twitch and making the millions of dollars like, uh, you know, Tim the Tatman or something. But, you know, we just do it for fun and we do it together and we play together. So it's great. Now, you know, of all people, when it comes to Twitch streamers, only the top one million really get ranked. Yep. And, and it's very tough to crack that. I do want to tell you that tonight, both you and your son are in the top million. That's awesome. I'm happy about that. <laughs> Isn't that an awesome feeling right there? Oh, it is. Yeah, that's that's pretty awesome. Yeah, I do feel like Oprah. When, <laughs> I do feel like Oprah. You get yeah, a stream and you get a stream. <laughs> that, that's, that, that's what it is. Um, but but Dale, um, I'm, I'm going to let Paul and, and Andrew ask some questions, some maybe I haven't thought of yet, and then I'm going to come back with the last question. So, Paul, Andrew, it's all yours. What's up, Haley? Good, Andrew. Yeah, man. I so like I'm a horrible like I used to game a ton when I was younger, and I don't know why I just stopped. But like, what's your driving passion? Like, why why Call of Duty? Like, was there a game that really set you up to want to continue streaming? Like, was there a one game that like was like, oh my god, I could do this? You know what I mean? Yeah. See, I find like I play other games besides Call of Duty. I do play like Assassin's Creed, Far Cry. You know. Uh, Dead by Daylight, all those other games. But I find Call of Duty is the one that's easiest to stream for me personally because I can interact with people. And I am horrible. I I deem myself the call world's worst Call of Duty player. So I, I accept my crappiness. Challenge accepted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> I'm entered into the tournament that's coming up. And I just keep telling my partner, I'm like, you're carrying me this whole game, bro. You're going to win this for us, man. I'll it's be lucky if I go. It is. But see, in my line of work in Warzone, it's not called camping. It's just strategic in your place in yourself in a high target environment. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, like, you know, for wow. me, like playing Mario Brothers Good. and stuff like that is always fun. I've tried. I got to buy a few things and I'd like to stream Mario brothers. I don't know if anybody would actually watch that, but you know, uh, call of duty is just the fun one because like, you know, for, like, forgetting to pull your shoot and crash into the ground and just like looking in dumbfounded on the camera because you knew what you just did, but you had no idea why, you know? So it's just funny for me. And then like, I've tried Assassin's Creed, but I'm too, I get too involved in those types of games because I don't pay attention to chat. I don't pay attention to what's going on around me. I just focus on the game because, you know, you got to follow the quests and you got to do this and you got to do that. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, mine is, is, uh, so my dad is super into it. Right. Uh, but he got into it real late in life. Like, uh, after we were all moved out of the house, all I had four brothers after we all moved out of the house, he got into it super big time. And now he throws these crazed tantrums that my mother calls me about um, when he gets killed. Um, what's your what's the worst meltdown where like your wife or your son was like, yo, you might want to put the game down? <laughs> well, <laughs> there's been a few of those, let's just say. Um, I've went through a few controllers, uh, a few headsets. 
I haven't smashed any TVs as of yet, but I've learned to calm myself a little bit because now it's right. just like, this is just fun and games. I, I'm right. not a professional. I don't care if I win or lose. I'm just doing it because it's fun. But, oh man, the worst one, I had a controller and it was working great. And I was in, uh, it was, I think it was uh, Modern Warfare 3 actually that I was playing. And we were in a multiplayer game and I'm fucking going, I'm going, I'm kicking butt, I'm kicking butt. And all of a sudden, I don't even know, just out of the blue, someone shot me and I got so mad. I just twisted my controller and snapped it in half. <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? And then my stupid butt, my stupid ass, I'm trying to put it back together. Untwisting. <laughs> still play. I'm like, oh, I didn't do that. I didn't do that now. But and the yeah. first Nintendo Switch controller was created. Yeah, <laughs> right, there, you go, there you go. There you go. But uh, technology. Time, yeah, PlayStation. I've 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 uh, booted a PlayStation across the ground, but that's okay. It was, it's just a PlayStation, so no one really cares about those. <laughs> yeah, the best one ever was is he hit, he threw the controller on the ground. It smashed into the brand new seventy inch screen TV. Oh, no. The I've thing seen turned purple. Oh no! He completely freaked out, and he turned it off, turned it back on, and it actually worked. So, oh, <laughs> oh wow! Why, why do I? I have this overwhelming sense that your dad's like Larry David. Uh, <laughs> my brother, my That's brother hilarious. Luke. You guys know him, just Luke. He <laughs> used to take videos of it, and oh, if man. he would like, like if he would like die, like we said, we would be making, we would make it like. That was his call to duty. Was <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome? Those, those were TikToks before they were TikToks at that point. Right. Those have been yeah, really right. good TikToks. That was the vines, Snapchat yeah. freako. The vines. I mean, when, yeah. I mean, when we, when I was in high school, I mean, or well, as I was in college, he was in high school. He would send me videos of him just going <laughs> ape shit. It was hilarious. Yeah. Now well, I can't smash it because I got the Series X. So I baby this thing like it's my fourth right. child. That's so it. I'm like, I can't break any of this. So it's like, I'm mad. I'm putting the controller down and I'll walk away. <laughs> now, everybody, this is Dale Swords and Blind Cruise Game is where you can find him on social media as well as his Twitch channel. Dale, where can everybody find you and talk to us about your giveaway you have coming up? Uh, you can find me at Blind Cruise Gaming on Twitch. Um, also in my TikTok, which is just Blind Skates. Uh, unfortunately, I had that way before I started gaming. <laughs> um, anyways, but yeah. $50 giveaway sponsored by BCMG. Uh, you can get it in any gift card you want. Xbox, Visa gift card, Amazon, you know, uh, Steam, PlayStation, if you really have to, I guess. But <laughs> we, 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 can, we, can, we can slide that in there. But well, yeah, we might transition giveaway. from that statement right there. Quick redheaded stepchild, eh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but no, yeah, it's going to be a big giveaway. I'm still trying to figure out how I want to do it. If I want to do it like marbles on stream or just a random draw or, you know, and also I'm going to give away one of these guys right here. So a nice little blind cruise. Oh, cool. Very nice. Shirt here. Nice. Hold on. Let me give you the spotlight on that one. Show the people where oh, they miss it. There you go. Look at this right there. <laughs> nice. yeah. That's right, people. That's right. Now, uh, so Dale has his giveaway coming out on April 24th. We also have another giveaway that is at Xtina Gaten on twitch.tv slash Xtina Gaten or on any of her socials. She's also TikTok famous, just like Dale is. Go ahead and check her out in her stream. That is April 2nd for her, her giveaway. And if you are a streamer or you're a gamer and you really want to get sponsored and you qualify, you're over the age of 18. We definitely are looking for potential streamers to be a part of our team. Join Blue Collar. Just DM at Into the Lab Pod. We'll get you started. 
All right, guys, let's talk breaking news. We're going breaking news. Dale is sticking around. We love that. Don't look now, guys, but March Madness is ending. It's almost the end. That's right. It is March 31st, so obviously March Madness is almost over. But our ITL bracket is not doing so bad. So we have actually done pretty well. Now, if you don't remember what we did, we had another streamer on here, Raining Rana. Angela was on here with us, and she did an ITL bracket with all of you participating. We said... If we get any money, we are splitting it with everybody who participated. So if you threw in a pick, you threw in a recommendation, you voted, you are part of the money. But I'm not saying we're in the money, but we're right there. I, was, I haven't even shown the guys where we're at yet, so they don't even know what I'm talking about. Let's, let's, let's show it. So if you look at the bracket right now, we are in 12th wow. place. That is correct. 12th place. There's no lie. Um, we are in 12th place. So we have to be top three to win any money, and that's spread out to everybody. We were in 12th place for the BCMG bracket. And if you look at the other one, it's not that bad. We are in 15,000th place, but there are 466,000 brackets, yeah. guys. So that's huge. That is huge yeah. right there. That's, that's well in bizarre world. <laughs> and and – when we filled out this bracket, it was completely voted on. It was crowdsourced. And we had, we would have had all four final four picks if Michigan wouldn't have choked. So, <laughs> so um, we're at where we're at. I think we would have been in six or something in the BCMG bracket if Michigan would have gone through. But here's what we need to happen. All right. Now let's get serious here because we're in the money. All right. We need Baylor to beat Houston. And we need the Zags to continue this wonderful streak. If that happens, we jump to the top six. If Gonzaga beats Baylor by eight points, close to our spread, we get second. That's money, guys. That's money That's right there. Money. That's And it's that, not yeah. a bad road. It's not a bad no. road. So we have a chance. I don't know what that looks like. for. I didn't do the thousands. I didn't go look through 15,000 different ones. <laughs> but we are we are close to the money in the BCMG challenge. So hang tight. You may be getting those 25 bucks after all if we can win. But the first place person has the same path, just a larger spread so we can't pass them. But um, somebody in the top 10 actually predicted all final four. That's can nice. you believe that? That's, that's, that's nuts. Who would have rode first four to final four with UCLA? Just absolutely bonkers. So kudos to whoever had that pick. We are excited, though. ITL, we are there. This is going to take us to our bold statement, and I'm going to zoom in on me for just a moment. Our bold statement here on ITL. Here we go. Gonzaga will destroy UCLA in the, first, in the second game, and the Lone Star State Showdown will come down to the final possession. That's our bold statement here on, on ITL. That is our bold statement. We are predicting a Gonzaga blowout and a Baylor squeamish win over the Houston Cougars going to the finals. And I don't think that's outlandish, but it's the bold statement we're making today. I'm going to ask you guys, what do you guys have in this final four? I said Gonzaga by a million. Gonzaga by a million. I am that, not that, far that, behind that you. Team is, that team is ridiculous. I mean – Oklahoma played a pretty good game, got dismantled. Yep. Then they absolutely woodshed USC. Cool. Just not even, not even a blip. And then, you know, I I just don't see anybody. I, I and I, I they they hammer UCLA. They beat UCLA by whatever they want to name the score of that game. And then 
I'll give Baylor or Houston a chance just because they can lock up on D. But even that, even at that, even if they lock them down, you're looking at they're scoring in the 70s. Yeah, this is going to be a team who you're going to have to try to outscore and keep their score as low as possible. But it's one of the best offensive teams we've seen in college basketball history. Uh, four primary scorers and a big scorer off the bench. Andrew, I'm going to ask you this question as we transition a bit. As a sports fan, I hope this is the national championship game. Who are your two teams? Gonzaga Baylor. I mean, those it's it's come down to that. UCLA has had an incredible run. It's been fun. But I mean, at the end of the day, this Gonzaga team, man, it's stupid how good they are. They are not only are great basketball players, they have the best mustaches in the program. <laughs> the best dusters. It looks like a 1970s team. You're just missing the short shorts, and this team would be like my legitimate number one pick. I told I told Kenny from Shooter Shoot uh, right off the get-go, I said Gonzaga's winning this title. There's nothing that's going to slow him down. And the only person I could see them beating them or at least locking up a little bit defensively was going to be Baylor. And Baylor has been strong. They've proven it game in, game out defensively. They've had a couple games where they needed a couple big shots to get advanced. But, I mean, so far in this tournament, man, Baylor, yeah, has been a surprise for me. UCLA, obviously the biggest surprise. You know, I didn't think they were going to be here. I thought my, you know, maybe maybe game two they were going to be toast. But, here we are. I mean, Gonzaga is going to be, I think they're the, the national championship winners, boys. I, I just don't see anybody beating this team. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to switch over to you, Dale. Putting you on the spot here. Who's the national championship game for you? I'll go with Gonzaga too as well. So You're, you're oh, taking the Zags, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They'll go with them. I don't know much about the sports because I'm not really a sports guy, but <laughs> yeah. I, I do watch. I do catch a game here and there. All my teams suck, so we're not going to talk about that. I'm not going to complain about having a non-sports person. Like I said, ITL's record was made by all non-sports people and then some yeah. college enthusiasts. So I'm going to take him. And we are in the top, I think, 4% nationwide for bracket. And we're in the top. We're, we're 12 out of like, you know, well, 12, you know, and, and, or 12 out of 200 and 360 something. Anyways, it doesn't matter. We're in the top 12. So uh, the main part is, is that as a sports fan, what I'm hoping the national championship game is Houston versus UCLA. I'd like to see the underdogs go at it and then Houston come out with a, with a championship, of course. But it is probably going to be Zags-Baylor, and we're going to see that. We did have breaking news. I wanted to spin this off at the end because it's actually positive. Breaking news was that the referee that coached – I'm sorry, the referee that, that collapsed yeah. in the game. I don't yeah. know if you guys saw that. Yeah, uh, did, scary, man. Did, yeah. Did get a positive COVID test, so there was a huge Ooh. scare around if that if if they would be eligible to play this upcoming week. Well, don't worry, guys. Two negative tests later, ruled it as a okay. false positive. So oh, we are goodness. still set for the final four. Yep, the, the false positive is what has been ruled. I don't know how much I believe about it, but he did oh, get a positive man. test. Can we just admit that false? Can we just admit the false positives are such bullshit, man? Like we're at this point now, we're like. <laughs> It just seems like if you got a like, I don't know, even in the NFL this year, like it just seems so sketchy that a guy like Cam Newton gets COVID and then the next week he's on the football field. But meanwhile, you know, we're told to lock down, isolate for 14 days. Don't do this. Right. Don't do that. Don't breathe. And you're like, uh, <laughs> how the hell is this guy on the football field the next week? Yeah, so yeah. I, I don't or, I don't know. I think they're saving face, to be honest. It's what it is, what it is. I'm, I'm glad the ref's OK. Uh, that. It, it looked so scary, man. It just all of a sudden just collapsed. I was like, what the hell just happened? It looked like somebody just shot the guy JFK'd him. Like, he just boom, <laughs> down. You know, I was like, what the hell just happened to this guy? But yeah. uh, good report saying that he's healthy. And, and again, like you said, the false positive. So, I mean, the tournament will continue, and that's what we need, right? 
Yeah. That is correct, and I'm just glad he's okay. But like Charles Barkley said over and over and over again, it's just scary to watch somebody just collapse oh, like that, wow. and, and yeah. then and then pop right back up later. But I'm glad he's okay. Let's move on to the NBA. We have more breaking news. We're going to go through everything. Let's start NBA where we go to our start or bench part of the segment where we debate if teams have made the right choice. NBA edition, and we're going to go team by team. And if you want to weigh in online, comment on there, share it. Bring out the best. We'll put your comment on screen, but let's go right through. We'll start with those Denver Nuggets. Denver Nuggets, huge buyers at the deadline. They're adding Aaron Gordon. They're bringing over JaVale McGee. This team is now stacked. I got to ask you guys, Denver Nuggets are contenders this year. Will you start or sit? I'll start with you, Paul. I'm going to sit it until they actually do it. Like every year we kind of start to believe in them. You know, they, they show up and then, you know, they just have that collapse. So, until it doesn't happen, you know, that's where I'm at with it. Like, you know, I, I like what they added. I mean, you know, and they have probably – I mean, he should definitely be in the MVP talks, you know. Uh, you know, uh, they have pieces, but they've had these pieces before, and it didn't work out. I'm so with I'm you on that. Now. I can definitely see that. Andrew, what about you? I'm starting. I mean – I don't oh, wow. see. I don't see a super. Like, I agree with some of the aspects that Paul brought up, uh, but when I look at the, you think, thank goodness he brought up this depth chart. But when you look at this team, man, this team is built. <laughs> this team is built for the playoffs, man. And and the addition of Aaron Gordon brings him a little bit more sound offensively. I mean, he hasn't been the same for the last. I think it's uh, two years too late when it comes to Aaron Gordon. But I mean, you look at this roster, Jamal. Jamal Murray in the playoffs was a freak of nature. And if he can repeat that in that playoff situation, look the hell out. And they have the MVP on their team right now. I mean, like, it's just this team is built to win in the playoffs. And that little addition of Aaron Gordon makes them that much better. Yeah, I'm definitely with you here. Before I give my take, Dale, I don't want to cover your face up. So, Dale, talk to us. Denver Nuggets, are they contenders or not? I believe they'll be contenders as long as they play the players right and actually uh, execute the team properly instead of just, uh, you know, throwing them all on the, on the court and just saying, Hey, do what you got to do, <laughs> you know, but if they actually take the time and play the proper players at the right times, then I think they should be okay. That's beautiful. Punish pool saying blind Cruz is a goat. I have no doubt about that. Thank you. Punish Matt gotcha, for joining us. I know you're on here earlier. Um, Denver nuggets are contenders. I am going to start that. I don't think there is an elite team in the West to say they can take out the nuggets. Although uh, we're going to talk about it in a bit, but uh, the Lakers have stacked up. They're just not healthy. So I can't really gauge that right, right now. The Clippers have stacked up, but again, haven't seen that team fully yet. So I've got to say the nuggets are, it's really theirs to lose. Um, and I'd like to see them, uh, you know, continue to grow and push back the past the Western Conference Finals. I just don't know if they can beat whoever comes out of the East, and because I already know who's coming out of the East. But we'll talk about that in just a second. Let's move on to our next topic, which is all Miami Heat. Miami Heat are a top three team in the Eastern Conference. For this one, I'm starting off with Andrew. Do you start or do you sit? Miami did the right things at the deadline. I'm starting them. I now know that they have a big three in place. They're ready to roll. I mean, Jimmy buckets, you know, that second half of the season, he's always a big time player. Um, and I'm, I just, at the end of the day, I think this team has a lot of, uh, the addition of Oladipo is clutch when it comes to the playoffs right now. Uh, I think, you know, Oladipo needs us for his career. Just personally speaking, I think he's been moved around a lot and it kind of says something about a player 
when he gets moved as much as he has because Oladipo is a talent. Like it's not we're not too far off removed from him being one of the biggest stars in the NBA with Indiana. Like we're sitting here now and he's been moved what three times this year? So I twice, mean twice, twice twice plus plus the leaving of it. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean Oladipo helps him out tremendously, especially with Ball. I mean, they're just this team's good, man. They they should be in the top three, especially because everybody in the Eastern Conference is sliding right now. It's wild. It is crazy. Dale, I'm going to go over to you next. I'm going to take this banner off. Who do you have? We see Miami's a top three team in the East, or are they? Is that are you sitting that? Uh, I'd probably sit it because I haven't seen Miami play good in a while. <laughs> but I haven't watched <laughs> basketball in a while either, so let's just say that. We'll take, we'll take it. We'll take it. Just Paul, I'm going to go over to you. Miami, are they a top three team in the East? Yes, they are. <laughs> thank you thank you we lost Paul. Today. <laughs> let's talk no. about my yeah no i'd start it um but just like andrew said the slide in the east is real and i actually think that all the games missed might actually help them be more be the fresher team um but they do have to play a little bit together i mean to see how those rotations are going to go with, uh, I mean, they have a pretty deep bench with uh, what uh, Hero, Robinson, Drogic, like you know what I mean. Like they're going to have to work that in there, see how it goes. So, um, you know, but I, I'll take them in the top three for sure. Yeah, when it comes to the Miami Heat, they do have a deep bench. It's it's, it's going to be very Clippers like. I have to see the rotations come in. We got to see what Spolster is going to come in with, with uh, different situations. I'm not saying they're a top three team yet. I think they're up there. I think they're definitely going to get home court advantage when it's all said and done. Um, and I think they're going to be one of the teams to beat. But to me, it's Brooklyn or bust at this point. Oh, I think yeah. oh, I think I sure. think the Brook yeah. the Brooklyn Nets are yeah. kind of the the team that you're going to, you're going to go with all the way through. And that's the team I think is going to represent the East. And I don't know if anybody can beat them. Um, although if we have to take tonight, for instance, they are losing to the Houston Rockets, but we won't, we won't go there right now um, because those are two teams we're going to talk about next. So let's, let's talk about the Brooklyn Nets. And this is going to give you guys a little bit to think about. Okay. They add Blake Griffin. They had DeAndre Jordan already, but they add Blake Griffin. So they got a little bit of that Clipper special in there. You add in, uh, who am I missing? Top of my head. Um, LaMarcus Aldridge now. He's now a Brooklyn Net. So I'm going to ask this question. It may be premature, but I'm going to ask the question. Brooklyn Nets 2021 or Golden State Warriors Ooh. 2017? Which Ooh. is the better super team? Oh, I mean, to me, to me, it's not even close. It's the Warriors. It's the Warriors are so fucking good. I mean, it's not even close. I, I mean... In my mind, it's not. Well, I, I like that you use the word premature on this one because I think Brooklyn literally has a chance to be the best organization the second half of the season. I mean, there is literally not a glaring hole on their offense or even defensively now. Um, but I will say the Golden State Warriors in 2017 were just Egodala, the Splash Brothers, man. I mean, they were just something else. I can't say they were better. So I'm starting, I'm starting. I'm starting the Warriors. I'm sitting in Brooklyn right now just because we haven't seen what we got here. And I mean, I know, for, me, I know for me, it's the likability factor. Also like, that. I don't like, I don't like, I don't like uh, Harden. I don't like Kyrie Irving. 
I love Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. I like the way, not just their personality, but the way they play basketball. We might like, not I like them. that style I, more than those style. I think they're egotistical dinks as well on the other side of the basketball court, like Kyrie, KD, all those guys. I mean, KD was very honest and said, like, hey, LaMarcus, you should just come join our team. And now all these weird tweets about Kevin Durant and Michael Rappaport have come out. And I'm just like, man, I, it makes it hard to like the guy. You know what I mean? Like such a good right. basketball player, but just a he's like six foot nine, man. And he weighs 20 pounds. Like, why are you ripping apart on people? I don't get it. You're not tough. Like, stop. But that's what, again, a likability team. I liked the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. I didn't, right? For obvious reasons. Well, yeah, for um, obvious reasons. For obvious so, reasons. Right? so, I mean, when you talk about the Golden State Warriors and the Brooklyn Nets, prematurely, on paper, who has a better team? I side with Brooklyn on this one. I think Brooklyn is the better team on paper if you put them you know, head-to-head, uh, position-to-position. I, I, even with the lack of depth, I think Brooklyn may not have. I, I don't think Golden State had that deep of a bench either when you look at the comparison. Um, now, do we have to see this team click and what they're going to look? Do they dominate the floor like Golden State did? We don't know that yet. That's why I said this is premature. Yeah. But when we talk about these two teams, Dale, I'm going to ask you. You're my tiebreaker here because I count for two on this show. What, what, what do you think, Brooklyn or Golden State? I'm going to go with Golden State because, you know, I, I agree with the dominant force on that one. There you go. The tiebreaker goes to Golden State, but I, I will say I will say this, Andrew. You bring up a good point with Andre Iguodala. There was a, a crazy a sportscaster that once said he'd pick Andre Iguodala over anybody in clutch situations. I won't, I won't mention who that name is, right. but Oof. Uh, Oof. but uh, you know when I talk about KD being a factor, it's kind of a wash, right? Because both teams have them, so you have to think of what are the rest of the talent. I am a Harden fan, so I would I would actually prefer Harden over Steph Curry in that situation. But um, close. And, but it's but close. close. Now I I do choose Clay over Kyrie. Right. So I, I, when you start when you start going, some of them wash. Now right. then you start getting to weird ones like Blake Griffin or Draymond Green. See, I so think start, Draymond wins that. Draymond wins it defensively. So then That's, you have DeAndre Jordan or Lamarcus Aldridge. DeAndre. Right. Well, I don't know about that. You see, then we got we, we <laughs> offensive. Yeah, no, if, no. we're going, if we're going back, right? In, like, but that's what I'm saying. Like you're 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 like you're like so close there. Like it's that, it, that's it, not like it's tough. It's, tight. it's, it's very it's a very it's a very tough situation there. So because we'll have to keep a look at how how dominant will Brooklyn be. I guess that's going to be the. I don't. I don't see. I don't see that. I I do not see that yet. Uh, honestly, Ernest, I don't see that yet. Like, I mean. It's all, they're all going to come down to how healthy is KD. If KD is KD, they're fine. If KD is not KD, then adding old ass Lamarcus Aldridge and Blake Griffin, who hasn't dunked the basketball in, in five years, don't apparently impress me. Now, don't, don't change the equation. It doesn't. Right. Right. Yeah. Apparently, he right. can dunk now. All of a sudden. So. Right. That should piss off Pistons fans in the worst way. <laughs> right. We have two more NBA starter sits. So let's move on to this one. The Houston Rockets will keep their pick in the lottery. Do you start or sit after the trade deadline? We'll start with you, Paul. Start it. He's starting it. Do he they, says Houston's tanking. They, they have, Is there any protected? They, I don't know. They traded so many picks. Like what? Is there any protection or nothing? Or yeah, yes, there is. So Houston loses their pick if they're not top four. They swap with OKC. Yeah, yeah. Then they'll keep it. They'll keep it. They'll keep it because they're not. They're not going to win. What? 
six, eight games the rest of the way. And to, and to like back that. that up, they were beating the Brooklyn Nets by 22 at one point. Now they're only up by one in the third quarter. So it does go. Yeah, it does I told seem, you. I told, I told you. you. They <laughs> just don't, don't get, do it. Don't get too excited. No, <laughs> I just told you I love good Rockets basketball for a quarter. Yeah. I was going to get away from yeah. it. Andrew, right. did the Rockets keep their top four pick? Hey, listen, if you got the chance to redeem themselves a little bit on what they've given up for Harden because it's been a lackluster return, they have to start this pick. I mean, realistically, this is going to be Cade Cunningham in a, in a Houston Rockets jersey. I think he's the number one player in the world when it comes to the college ranks, um, and he makes that team immediately better right off the get-go. You have a centerpiece to build around, and you're going to get Christian Wood back next year. I mean, Houston's in an okay situation because they have so much draft capital. But this is one of those things where they absolutely have to start. They cannot do something crazy and try to throw it out for maybe an, a little bit more of an advanced player, an older player. You got to draft what you have right now, so start the pick. Dale, you think the Rockets going to get that top four pick? How are you feeling about this one? Again, not that I know much about sports unless it's a video <laughs> game, but I believe the Houston's will get that top four pick. <laughs> Thank you so much, Dale, for that input. And you My may have seen he's, he's coming in like like wrestling style. Dre Rogers coming in from Bali. Dre, how's it going, buddy? <laughs> What's up, fellas? How you doing? <laughs> from the top rope, Dre. There you go, Dre. Dre. Dre dropping in right at the right time. Dre Rogers, how do you feel about that Houston Rocket tank job going on? <laughs> Oh, he's he's not even gonna he's my, mute. Did, did you did you already comment on this? Because I, I I'd rather hear your opinion on this. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely comment. Houston Rockets are tanking for Cade. That's definitely what they're doing. But they need to tank for Cade because if they don't pull Cade Cunningham from one of these picks or some top level talent, uh, it's gonna be really bad. That return that we got for James Harden, they got a lot of good pieces, just no stars. Um, other than what we see and what could be. Uh, Kevin Porter Jr. and Christian Wood, young talent that could be future stars to build around. Rockets can afford one max player and a high-level player next year. I can go in the cap situation. That'd be a whole nother segment, Houston Rockets basketball. Um, but let me tell you this. I'm going to ask this question. Just give me a number. I don't need an explanation, just a number. And Dale, I'm going to skip you on this one. How many bona fide superstars do we feel are in this year's draft? International college four. Four. G league. Andrew says four. Paul. Three. Paul says three. Dre. Dre says three. So for those listening, we're, we're in, basically, if you're not a top four lottery pick, you're not going to get yourself what would seem a bona fide superstar. So for the, for the Houston right. Rockets losing every game you possibly can, there are about five teams that are really tanking the season. So if you're not in that top four, you lose the pick to OKC. If you don't, if you get top four, you got to hope you're in the top three. So you can try to guarantee yourself a superstar talent. Our last starter sit question is going to be very LA based. So for all you LA nerds out there and supporters, let's go right to it. Andre Drummond joining the Los Angeles Lakers means more to being a contender for the NBA championship than DeMarcus Cousins. And I added Rajon Rondo joining the Los Angeles Clippers just to make it a little bit more flair-like because I know DeMarcus Cousins by himself doesn't really make it a bona fide question. So Andre Drummond to the Lakers or Cousins and Rondo to the Clippers? What meant more for their contending status? I'll start with you, Andrew. Yeah, I'm going straight to the Lakers on this one. I mean, you pick up a guy who puts up 20 and 20 every single game. I mean, and he's been the, the biggest part in this is that he's been sitting 
for the past two months. He hasn't played basketball. He's going to be fresh as hell going into that lineup, which the Lakers desperately need. They have been decimated with injuries down low. Uh, and just think, when Anthony Davis is back, they're going to have a starting court of Jordan Schrader. They're going to have Anthony Davis. They're going to have Andre Drummond. They're going to have LeBron James and whoever the hell they decide to put <laughs> wherever else, man. <laughs> like even Kyle Kuzma. I mean, this team is disgustingly good. And I think the Drummond pickup means a little bit more. I'm not going to crap on Boogie and I'm not going to crap on Rajon, but they're past their prime. I mean, they're they're just little complimentary pieces to the Clippers team that aren't going to play terribly significant roles, I don't think. Maybe seven or eight guys. But um, yeah, the Drummond, the Drummond thing makes the Lakers scary good. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I think Andre Drummond to the Lakers means a lot more, but I think depth-wise for the Clippers to have um, some presence down there, depth on their chart so they don't lose anything with injuries like have happened in past years, that's going to be crucial. Uh, Paul, bigger impact, Lakers or Clippers? Uh, Lakers. Uh, I mean, Drummond's just, you know, and, and I think, you know, I've heard an interview with him. I think he realizes this is his best shot at a ring. So I look for him to be a real team player. Um, really fit in there with those guys. Um, not that I don't think that Boogie and Rajon can't bring something to the Clippers, though, too. Like, uh, especially Rondo. Like, I know that he's past his prime, but he showed us last year playoff you know, he can be a leader. You know, what I mean, he can be a leader in the playoff time, and it really doesn't seem like Kawhi or Paul George wants that role. I mean, at least it didn't look like it last year. Right. Maybe Rondo can step into that role for them and maybe change how that, you know, playoff like uh, Jinx is going for them. Dale, going over to you next, Lakers or Clippers, bigger impact? Uh, just because I was a Lakers fan, I go with Lakers because I think they'll have the bigger impact just because I know them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be honest, guys. <laughs> Expert analysis from our streamer extraordinaire. Dre, uh, what are your takes? What do you think? Is Andre Drummond that missing piece for LA to make their deep run? I mean, it's it's just not even funny now how everybody's either going to the Lakers or going to the Nets. So yep. does it really matter anymore? And, I mean, just look at the players who go to the other teams. I mean, the Bucks, what, uh, Jeff Teague and maybe yeah. Austin Rivers, that, that's it. And then, obviously – Aldridge and Drummond and Drummond to Lakers and Nets. So I mean, what what's the point anymore? <laughs> let's let's yeah, just do the Rockets. Everybody should just do the Rockets strategy and tank and <laughs> let those two fight for the title and whatever. Well, it's I mean, not only the Rockets. It's not only the Rockets. The Raptors, baby. The Raptors. Let's, let's clarify that there are five bona fide <laughs> tanking teams right now. Well, let's clarify that the Cleveland Cavaliers better not get a number one pick again because that's <laughs> you know what I mean. So right, and I swear to God, if Ben Simmons is on the Rookie of the Year ballot, I swear. <laughs> Somebody writes his name in. Uh, I will tell you this: I think I think Andre Drummond means a lot for LA, but I think Demarcus and Rondo mean more to the Clippers. I think there's a lack of leadership when it comes to playoff depth. And when you have players who generally are fighting for a contract, like putting DeMarcus on a 10-day and then watching him work. Uh, we saw him in Houston. He didn't look terrible. He actually looked really good with John Wall. You could, so just, gonna... tell that, you could just tell that his ACLs were toso because guys were blown yeah. by him, and that's the biggest thing in the Western I... Conference. There's so many slashers there, man. Like, and, and that's what I'm afraid of with getting Boogie put in the lineup is that you're going to give up. Yeah, you could put him in, but like, don't expect him to be good defensively. I mean, no, he's not at all. Hit. 
he's going to play maybe 15 minutes and that's what you're going to get out of boogie. And he's got to be down low offensively because he just can't help you defensively. And that's really the showcase you got in Houston, right? He can play that backup role and he can do it efficiently. Now he didn't exactly love it, but I mean, that's what he needed to play. So a lot of things to come. I think both teams are doing great. Not to mention ITL trivia though. Good segue is featured next week. We have NBA on next week. So if you want to be a part of this show, you want to win a $25 gift card. You're listening on your podcast. You're tuning in late on here. You're one of the few viewers watching us right now. Just message at the sport gene and you can get a chance to be live on this show and compete for a chance for a $25 gift card of your choice. NBA basketball trivia next week. We are excited for that guys. I'm excited to go to the last part of the show. I did promise you breaking news in the NBA. We're not going to stray away from that. Breaking news in the NBA says this. James Harden still has never scored more than 30 points against the Houston Rockets. That is correct. He still is less than 30 points. The only team in the NBA to shut down the best scorer of all time. Never scored 30 points against the Houston Rockets. James Harden stuck at 17 for the past 17 and a half minutes. Eat it and weep, you Harden lovers. He is not going to do it tonight. Uh, he's going to be a distributor, and the, the, the record will continue. Um, as James Harden continues his MVP-like season. Let's move on to the NFL. We get to talk some major action. We have breaking news with the NFL as well. Here's your breaking news. The NFL owners have voted to have a 17-game season. A lot of fans love it. A lot of owners love it, not the Chicago Bears, but the players don't love it so much. So what does this implicate for the NFL? I'm going to start with Dre on this one. Dre, how do you feel about the NFL having a 17-game season? Oh, let's look at that. Andrew just going like this. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's Hell exactly yeah. right. Hell yeah. No, I, I listen, this is all about the Benjamins. That's why this is happening. I mean, the NFL is extending their network coverage to another week, which just means more people watching, which means you and I and whoever else are buying into it. We're going to pay to go to these games because by the sounds of things, they're opening it the fuck up when it comes to the NFL next season. It sounds like every stadium in the NFL right now will have fans at their uh, at their games. So we're not going to have another lockdown year. So this is going to be a big generating revenue year. And that's why I think they extended it ultimately another game was to just make up for money that's been lost last year. I mean, sure, there's no fans, but the NFL always pumps money. It's a constant money pump. But like there was games, obviously, that, you know, are the teams that have probably suffered significantly by not having fans at their stadiums this year. So, I mean... This is just a money move. It's a power move. I like it. I mean, one extra week of football. The players may hate it, but shut up. You're getting paid $20 million to be on the field. (laughs) No, you're absolutely right. Paul, what does this implicate further for the NFL and NFL Players Union? Uh, I mean, I think that we'll definitely head towards a lockout or a strike. Big time. The next, whenever the next CBA is. Two years. Yep. Yep. Whenever the next CBA is. Um, A couple of thoughts that I had on the 17 game. If you're going to do it, then either it needs to be against, like, a scheduled rival in, like, it should be Pittsburgh-Philadelphia every year. Dallas and it should be, makes no sense. And it should be, like, in, like, uh, Beaver Stadium. Yeah. Like, at Penn <laughs> State or something like that where you can get 120,000 fans in there, 110,000 fans in there, and make it, like, a college atmosphere. Maybe, like, a one-off like that might work. Um, you know, I'm a big fan of international games too. They already got one signed up for Germany, I guess next year. Um, so 
I would like that Tokyo game brought back. That was always a fun game where like the Raiders cool. played over there. I mean, you know, because these teams, yeah, you know, so the owners like it, but there's probably 16 owners that are probably not happy about this year. Just like there's probably going to be 16 owners next year that ain't going to be happy about that one. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? Like they're going to have to figure out a way to make those neutral sites. The 17th game needs to be neutral sites. And I also worry about, like you said, Andrew, you're like, you know, one more week of football. Well, it could be one more week of shitty ass football. It's like, not going you know to be good. I mean? like, it's not going to be good. You know, that's what you know what I mean. Like, so it could be like guys like sitting two weeks, you know, before the playoffs. It's, I mean, and every record is going to be shattered. You're going to have like, teams. You're talking about 2,000 yards. 2,000 yard rushing should be relatively easy. You're going to have teams that are two and fucking 16 that do not want to play week 17. Like, it's just, <laughs> yeah. it's yeah. like, it's going to happen. Like, there's going yeah. to be a couple of bad teams this year, and those owners are going to hate this because it's just going to drag out the year when they're just like, we just want our next year draft pick. Like, but I also agree with you. I think these games should be divisional games. It doesn't make yeah. any sense to me why Dallas is playing New England in week 17. Like what like what is the point? It doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. If it, anything last year we saw in the NFC least, uh you know, like there if you're playing the Eagles, that game could have some impact on what your season looks like. Or if you're playing the Giants, you know what I mean? It just Or like Or like like it would be awesome to see Dallas and Houston playing in the Cotton Bowl. Right. And 120,000 right. people yeah. there. Yeah, like, yeah, let's, yeah. let's right. give the fans that. You know what I mean? Right. Or I got an idea. I got an idea. You do an interconference play, but based on your rankings midseason. So week nine becomes yeah. like one versus one, two yeah. versus two, yeah. three versus three, AFC versus NFC. And you make it yeah. a huge hype game. Mutual yeah. sites where there is no NFL. So that you get yeah. these other fans who don't yeah. get a chance to go see the big teams. Come in, maybe some big college sites like you guys were saying, but give those people a chance to see NFL teams in action, and you have some real fun with it, right? So you yeah. see, they can, you can even call them bold games if you really wanted to. Call yeah, it the really. mediocre bow if you have two zero and eight teams <laughs> playing against each other. I mean, I don't care yeah. what you do with it. Um, Dale, I do have to ask you this, all right? If you had to find the best sponsor name for a bowl game in the NFL, let's say we made bowl games for the NFL, what would be the best sponsor name for it? Hmm. Jeez, that's a tough one. See, we don't have real football up here in Canada. We got oh, something called CFL. Stop <laughs> it. Stop it. Um, come on. Our bowls are banjo bowl. Come on. Hey, man. Thank you. And we are very proud of that. <laughs> no, you, it's funny that you bring that. I will say, Dale, that was a great point to bring that up, man, because, yeah, we have this thing called the Banjo Bowl. And, of course, we have – it's Saskatchewan and Winnipeg. So, of course, yeah. for all of us, it's it's a five it's a five-hour drive down the highway. It's the biggest football game of the year. Yeah. And people just seem to go back and forth on this. They got the Labor Day Classic, and then you drive off to the Banjo Bowl in Winnipeg. So, it's yeah. just like a reckoning of fans. It's a mess. Sir. Everybody's drunk. It's it's unreal. Sir. I'm going to I'm gonna end, I'm gonna end that. But that hold part. on. One, one more thing, too, Ernest, about this is – is so if we're bringing in the 17th game, then you need to make it the Super Bowl Sunday. The next day is President's Day. Let's go. So everybody gets Monday off. Let's go. That'd be wicked. Yep. Right? Because yep. it's already in the realm now, right? Yep. Let's go. It's already Absolutely. in the realm now. Like Absolutely. you can already stretch it out. It's not that much. You make the week and you make it to where the Monday everybody's off. I well, let me just call it the blind bowl. Let's go. Let me let me tell right, you guys. Right. Let me tell you guys this. One, number two things. Number one, 
I thought that uh, as you guys were talking about this banjo bowl, I was thinking of Mystery Alaska as, as everybody was going to the last ho- the hockey game and how they all showed up on their snowmobiles. So just want to let you guys know where my mind went for that. Number two, it's let, me talk, let, me, <laughs> let me talk about some chain reactions we have with this 17-game season. Let's start with the end of an era. Goodbye to seven and nine teams as we've known it. Let's take a moment Dallas. of silence for those yeah. regular teams. Or AKA the Dallas Cowboys. AKA the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> We're no longer be seven and nine. We're probably going to be seven and ten. We're not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye to seven Poor and Cowboys. nine records. But I will ask you guys this. Any bigger 17th hype game than the Battle of America's teams? I mean, Patriots versus Cowboys is like, hey – you guys both suck, so let's see you guys really duke it out as your fan bases are still praising from your recent triumphs. And for recent, Dallas Cowboys fans still think they just won last say, year, but it was a 95. And for, for Patriots fans, they think they're just they're just as good without Tom Brady. No offense, Steve Reisner. But, but I mean, comment. Houston, I mean, I'm sorry, I was about to go to Houston. Dallas and New England, I think, is a fantastic game for me. So in case it, it ends up, do we know if that's home or away for Dallas? That's home for Dallas. Yeah. Oh, I mean, shit. Well, I'm probably going to be there then at that point. So I mean, I, I look at this game like you, Ernest, and I, I, I obviously last year, both of these teams were just piss poor, like just awful. Yeah. But I mean, again, Dallas has made some, you know, interesting offseason signings. They've bulked up that O-line quite a bit. They've moved some pieces on the defensive end of the ball. They've got a top 10 pick. So, I mean, the Cowboys are going to be, I think they should be okay again. And especially with the removal of Carson Wentz and Jalen Hurts now having to take over the role as a starting quarterback in Philly. I mean, the Giants, we can all agree, are a hot mess. Like, you signed Kenny Galladay for that ridiculous contract. The guy played two games of football last year. Like, I'd, I don't know. I think it's Dallas's conference to win again. And that's not me just being a homer. I just think it is. And the Patriots should be a little bit better. They're going to draft a quarterback. And I hate saying that because Cam Newton is not starting next year. He might start the first couple of games. But he's probably going to find himself on the bench for a rookie quarterback. It's going to be Tyrod tailored for sure. All right, so let's let's let, let's talk about a couple other things. I'm not going to go deep into it. Doctor um, punctured the lung. <laughs> uh, return of 100% capacity stadiums and fans in the stands. If you didn't know, Commissioner Roger Goodell did say he expects 100% capacity in all stadiums next season. So you didn't hear me say right now. I'll probably be at that Dallas New England game over my wife's dead body. She won't let me go there if I even tried. So uh, <laughs> let, let's just be honest. But um, if they are welcoming fans in the stands, hopefully. Everybody out there is getting your vaccine. We're not going to dive into that topic too much, but I do want to end on a very weird note happening in the Lone Star State. Deshaun Watson, what in the world is happening with Deshaun Watson? A coveted MVP-like caliber player now being scolded and defaced everywhere in Houston and 16 women allegations uh, going against sexual harassment against him is not – it's gone up. It's gone up. We're at 24, bro. We're at – we're at 24 yeah. now. 24 girls. 24. That is that is bad. And with evidence. I knew 16 had evidence. There's probably more evidence. Um, guys, Deshaun Watson starts next year. Let's, I'm, I hate not to say this. Does he start? I don't think he can. I don't think you can put him in a, on a roster. I mean, we, we looked at a situation with Ray Rice where, we, of course, we have this video evidence of something that drastically happened. Kareem Hunt, the exact same situation. Kicks a girl, gets suspended, out nine games. Ray Rice never got put back into football. I'm telling you right now, at least if th- two of these, two of these rumors are even true and the accusations are very much real, Deshaun Watson will never play another snap in the NFL. If they, get, if they let Ray Rice disappear from the league for the one incident he had, 
They have to put an example on. I know Deshaun Watson is a generational talent. I know how good he is. But there is some sick shit that's coming out about this, and it's awful. It's awful. When you got one or two girls going, oh, I, you know, sometimes when you're – and apparently this is all out of rub and tug. So, I mean, it is what it is. But when you hear two girls say it, you're like, okay, well, maybe it was just some offside shit. But when 24 girls come up to the plate and are like, this guy's a freak, this is where it starts getting like Jeffrey Epstein real. Like this is, Oof. this is, Oof. I hate saying that, but it is true. Jeffrey I mean, Epstein, Deshaun Watson. Oh, I mean, hey man, if, if, this, if this shit's real, this is the same kind of stuff. I mean. But I mean, well, my thing, Andrew, with it is, is where has this been? That's very true. I mean, like, I mean, I, I, mean, I get what you're saying and I'm with you. I'm with you. When you get up into the, I'm, I agree. I'm not, I'm not saying that it's not real. I'm just saying like, there was all like there's all this stuff in Clemson. Nothing, not right. I mean, not even a not even a jaywalking. The Texans go and make them the face of their franchise. I mean, there wasn't a whiff of that. Yeah, there wasn't a whiff. Of, even in even like even in like the locker room and like behind closed doors and the owner. Like you think at that at that level of Do it I going on, you would think like. Be, they would have been like, no, we we can't be doing this in case something comes out. Three, do three I think things. That they're, do I think that three they're things. trying to maybe sabotage his leaving? Maybe a little bit because obviously all of the rumors this offseason has been that every team in the NFL has been trying to throw the farm to get to Sean Watson. I mean, that's how good this kid is at quarterback, and you can see it. I mean, and, and let's face it, everybody that he played with in Houston has walked away. They're gone. All his buddies are now, it's just Deshaun. So if you're trying to stop a franchise piece from happening, these reports just mysteriously kind of come up. You know what I mean? It seems a little weird, especially when well, ownership kind of knows. I was there until the SI story. The SI story is there. Yeah. 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 I'm I'm with you guys as well. Three things. Number one, there probably was that McNair seal that happens with those things. I mean, ownership finds out about things and they cover things up and they try to seal it away. We saw it with Ezekiel Elliott and Jerry Jones. You saw right. that relationship. And, yep, yep. Same, same thing. Probably. I'm not, I'm not putting Ezekiel Elliott up at that standard, but you know what I mean when it comes to the type of, of bodyguard situation, keep it under wraps, even with James Harden in Houston, same thing. The second big thing is you had guys with huge face value, like JJ Watt, Deandre Hopkins, who had, who has massive, Massive, massive public appeal. PR and and JJ Watt especially what he did for the city of Houston who vouched and was apologizing yeah. to Deshaun Watson for not getting him a title for not playing and Rock not having the roster. <laughs> I mean that he walked with them hand in hand. So and I just that was the type of that's where you hold Deshaun Watson. Number three, having a baby girl myself and 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 coming from this angle, it is never okay that to do things that Deshaun Watson has been alleged to have been doing and have had evidence brought against you never do that to a woman and should ultimate respect. And and I completely blame Deshaun Watson and put him in the full guilty corner. If this is all true and it comes out to be because you just don't do that kind of thing, not in today's world and, and shame on him for even trying to, to pull half the things. And if you haven't read the SI uh, article, I, I definitely encourage you to do that. And if you're not enlightened on any of this, um, definitely go look up at some of the recent things that have come about. Dre's joining us again. Um, but yeah, so De so Deshaun Watson's situation, I have to say, I don't think he's starting anywhere. I don't think no. he is going to be on a roster anywhere no. next season. 
Um, uh, and, and I hate to say on, in a sports aspect, unfortunate Houston didn't let go of him when they could have to Carolina for Christian McCaffrey and, and cool. the package. Um, so that, that sinks in a, in a business standpoint, but a personal standpoint, don't know why he's still on the roster to be completely Well, that's honest. what I was going to say. I won't say he won't be on a roster because if Houston hasn't cut bait by now, when are they going to do it? But it's nuts to you me. Should, like, that's what I mean. Done it before the draft. And and that's what I mean. Like, it's absolutely nuts to me. The Kansas City Chiefs found out just a sniff of Kareem Hunt, and they were like, see ya, buddy. You're off right. our roster. Ray Rice, you're out of the NFL. And and here, and I'm not gonna be, I'm not gonna be like, I don't want to be a dick, Andrew, but like there was video evidence. Like, no, and I get the that. Video, no, totally the videos were that. damning. Like totally this year, it's that. like some text and like some Instagram shit, like but you, you know, see, where like, people don't mass mass see it. Yeah, you, you I would see, say true. The other thing, too, I would mention, though, is kind of in the situation, it's just like the actors that get folded. I mean, like, you look at a guy like Danny Masterson from The Ranch in that 70s show, he disappeared. He was canceled off of everything, off of one false accusation, one. Yeah, right. So if Deshaun has 24, that's what I'm saying. This sickens me that it's 24. Yeah. Like, why Why are we not, you know, talking about this? I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just what it is, but Deshaun yeah. Watson will not be a starter this year. So what I will say is the yeah. CFL might have a new quarterback. They might. <laughs> yeah, they take anyone out here, or or that fan run league. One of those, one of those two. Yeah, hey, but, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring in our favorite here. This today's episode, an entire segment was brought to you by Taquito Express, our wonderful and supporting uh, sponsor. I'll tell you what. On the day we were finalized for my baby's adoption, this sponsor personally called me and texted me, "Congratulations! That's what kind of sponsors we have for the show." And it's the type of sponsor we do. It's family. It's all family here. So thank you to Taquito Express, where you can get all you can eat tacos for six ninety nine. We are excited to have our um, live featured expo of blue collar for from streamers to podcasts to writers to uh, entertainment specialists. Being on that stage and being able to do our live show there. One day we will be on stage when COVID is over. And we will be sharing everything from the Quito Express and talking about how good those freaking tacos are down I'm in Brownsville, Texas. We are ex- we are excited. Um, let's do it. Let's do it again, though, guys. Let's round it about. Um, you know what? We'll start it off with you, Andrew. Tell everybody where they can find you. Yeah, you bet you can find me at AndrewCon on Twitter. Uh, just past the 500 mark, which is actually impressive because I believe in December we were talking about me being at like 100 and fucking five. Yeah. So, I mean... <laughs> doing big ba- doing boss ass shit over here uh nonetheless <laughs> uh no super excited uh I, today you can actually check out our facebook page at the boomtown pod i was joined by an mma analyst who's worked for the score network in canada here he has worked with uh he just interviewed misha tate who's made her arrival back in the ufc uh james lynch our interviews there about half hour of recapping ufc 260 261 previewing and talking about the heavyweight division so if you guys missed it come on there james lynch is a son of a gun he knows his stuff so uh, yeah, find us there at Boomtown Pod on Facebook. Fantastic, fantastic. You know, I'm moving over to you there in Bali. Dre, talk to the people. <clears throat> so I've actually got some uh, good news. Uh, vaccines have actually made it all the way to Indonesia. So hey. hopefully uh, we'll open up the island back up and uh, you guys will be able to visit me. <laughs> in a bit. <laughs> I, I honestly... Cannot wait to visit Dre Rogers in Bali. And I cannot wait. <laughs> like, you don't even know how excited I am going to be. Paul, talk <laughs> to the people. Uh, yeah, you can find me at, on Twitter at SteelCurtainPH. Um, make sure to stop over at BlueCollarMG.com. Um, check out all these guys' work over there. It's excellent, excellent stuff. Andrew's been doing some great things with the uh, UFC. Um, have a couple giveaways going on. Uh, 
Dre Dre's into the wrestling big time. Definitely follow him. Giveaways, all kinds of stuff on there. Maybe Great follow on Twitter. And uh, Ernest, you know, always thank you for putting me on. Um, but keep a lookout for our draft special. Uh, we're gonna have the butthole running it for us this year. Um, you know, tons of giveaways. We'll have more information coming up a uh, little bit into April um, about the giveaways and stuff like that. Um, a big thanks to our video guy Mark. Um, is at Israel Merck. He's been putting out some tremendous videos for Holy us, getting hell. great feedback there. And definitely make sure to check out our guy, uh, Blind Cruise Gaming, uh, and the rest of the stream team over there. Um, they've been doing great things for us as well, bringing in a lot of uh, new talent. So um, everything's been doing pretty good, and uh, we're heading in the right direction here in 2021. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And of course, the streamer of the week, part of our gamer squad, Dale Source in our app, Blind Cruise Gaming. Dale, talk to the people. Where can they find you? Uh, if you really want to check out my jokes of the day, you can check me out on TikTok at <laughs> Blind Skates. Uh, that is also my Twitter, Blind Skates, at Blind Skates. Um, but as for my Twitch, it's Blind Cruise Gaming. And uh, my Facebook is also Blind Cruise Gaming. So check me out. I am a pretty funny guy. I do like to entertain the masses. He's from and, Alberta. Uh, I am from Alberta. From the Alberta. <laughs> and hey, I also want to see... say thank you to you all. I appreciate every single one of you guys at Blue Color Media Group for letting me be on here, being on the squad, you know, being a gamer. I'm looking forward to joining that stream team and bust my ass for you guys. And also, like, you know, Ernest, I appreciate you, man. I appreciate every single one of you. Absolutely. And of Can course, we see you know... some of those Funko Pops? Oh, what would you want to see? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see them. I got my uh, Jay and Silent Bob collection. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still working on, uh, I, as you see, there are two different ones. So I need the matching Bob oh. and the matching Jay. Oh, that's uh, wicked. Silent uh, Bob. Just, just yes. And then uh, also we got the big baby Yoda. Yeah, of course. Baby Yoda. Yeah. Got it. And then. Uh, I see Mondo in there too. Oh, yeah. Mondo and baby. And then I got the whole Star Wars collection that I'm working on right now, like Chewie, Han, Leia. So, Sweet. yeah, That's we're getting beautiful. there. My pugs are named after Obi and Leia, so. <laughs> 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 Oh, that's beautiful. I tell you what, guys, this is a fantastic episode. We've hit that hour mark, so I'm going to bid everybody adieu. But let me let me end with saying this. Thank you guys for being supportive and joining us tonight. If you don't watch live, you can always catch this on your podcast or, or at any sort of audio stream that you're probably listening to us right now. But you can follow me personally at The Sport Gene. It's back. We are back with our label at The Sport Gene. That's where you can find my Twitter handle. Of course, the show is at Into the Lab Pod. Follow us on both accounts. Um, again, big update. There's only... Trying to get an update here. Three minutes left. James Harden still at 17 points. I don't want to say he's not going to do it tonight, but it looks like he's going to go on another game where he doesn't score 30-plus. You guys do great things out there in this world. Good luck to everybody if you're betting on March Madness and if you're betting tonight. Hope your games went well. Um, but we bid you guys adieu. Have a great night. Thank you, Lapsters. Appreciate y'all. Zach's by. You've been listening to analysis from around the NFL and NBA on the Sports Genes Into the Lab podcast. Send your questions on www.thesportgene.com or on the Anchor app. And follow the Sports Gene on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Overtime Heroics today. Today.